0: The following is a presentation of the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco. Recapture your youthful look with Dr. David Bank. Visit thecenterforderm.com. You'll be happy you did. Welcome to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey. This is a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun designed to improve your life from 100.7 WHUD.
1: Hi, it's Casey, and today we shine on healing with help from horses. Rupert Isaacson is the father who traveled around the world to find help for his son with autism.
2: Well, it's really about when you get challenged, like special needs or another big challenge in your life, how you view it. Um, Are you going to view this as a disaster? Are you going to view this as a catastrophe or are you going to view it as possibly the greatest adventure of your life?
1: And right here in the Hudson Valley, we have the Therapeutic Equestrian Center in Cold Spring that's helping people with autism, PTSD, and all kinds of physical and emotional issues. We'll let you know how you can get in touch with them. But first, let's travel with Rupert Isaacson, who turned his son's diagnosis into an adventure that led to new lessons for all parents of special needs children.
2: Of course, when my son was diagnosed with autism, I viewed it as a catastrophe. But what actually happened was it became the gateway to this extraordinary adventure that led us not only around the world and into this incredible world of healing, but also into the world of science and into formulating a way of working with kids um, with kinetic learning that is now in 13 countries and really, really works. And so I guess it's a story about breaking free. And I think for a lot of us, We need to be reminded of this from time to time because the messages we can get can often be so overwhelmingly negative that we end up sort of believing them and maybe missing the opportunities that are right before our eyes.
1: Tell us about your son.
2: Okay, so in April 2004, my son, Rowan, was diagnosed with autism. He had been developing normally and then he regressed, lost his words, began to float away. Um, And you can imagine how um, panicking that is for parents. However, he made this extraordinary connection with my neighbors called a horse mare. And she modified her behavior, This this horse Betsy, so much around him. I'm actually a horse trainer by profession, but I'd given up horses because I thought my son wasn't safe around them. I, as a horse trainer, had never seen a horse Change her behavior around a human being in the way that this one did around my son, she would let him do anything to her. When I began to ride with him, he began to speak, even though his speech therapist had actually given up on him that week. And we ended up um, taking this extraordinary journey, first across Mongolia, where horses come from from traditional healer to traditional healer. And at the end of that journey, my son's three key dysfunctions, his incontinence, his tantruming, his inability to make friends had gone. He was still autistic, but so functionally autistic. But the healer of the reindeer people in Mongolia uh, who'd done the last healing on him told me I had to do three more healings to confirm it, to fix it. And in fact, he was right. My son started to regress the following year. So we went out to Africa, to do healings in the kalahari desert with the Bushmen, we went to the rainforests of northern australia and on the navajo reservation um in here in the usa and each time the results were kind of extraordinary the book follows these stories
1: The Long Ride Home, the Extraordinary Journey of Healing that Changed a Child's Life by Rupert Isaacson. When you went to visit these healers in Mongolia, Mm -hmm. Southern Africa, uh, and then in the United States, were the healers on these reservations or places where the horses were, were they expecting? Is this what they do? Are they waiting for artistic children or people to heal?
2: Yeah, I mean, the healers in these Indigenous contexts in these tribal contexts—it's um, a vocation. So they, rather like a doctor here, will sort of see anybody that comes through their door. That's their job. They're very professional, and there's nothing woo-woo about it. You know, remember these are people who've lived in these places for thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of years, and have a very, a very effective system of traditional medicine. You know, if, if there was nothing in it, they'd all be dead <laughs> because they get sick like anybody else. And this is how they, this is how they treat it. What you do notice, and this is very interesting is that in these indigenous contexts, the people who are healers, shamans, etc., often exhibit neuropsychiatric symptoms. They can often be autistic themselves, schizophrenic, uh, bipolar, epileptic, um, often to a degree that would render them um, Uh, institutionalized in our culture, but yet that culture is regarded as a job qualification, and they're incredibly effective, and they live at the center of their society. And this is something that gives me quite a lot of pause for thought about the way we treat difference in our culture. We marginalize them. We don't bring them to the center.
1: Dr. Temple Grandin has been a guest on this show, and she's the one who first really opened my eyes. She said, you know, a little bit of autism is genius.
2: It is, exactly. And most of these kids have a genius gene. And in fact, my son, who went from nonverbal is now producing his own web-based television show called Endangerous. <laughs> if you type Endangerous Safaris into the web, Dangerous with an E-N on the front, you'll see his extraordinary work. They're, most of these kids have a real genius gene. Yeah. Um, the question is, how do we access it? And this is what we fell into after coming back from these amazing journeys. Um, I became curious, thinking, what well, is it just my son having this amazing reaction to nature and movement? and unconditional love, which is really what these healers do, or is it other kids too? And um, we began to collaborate with different universities because it turned out that there were certain movements and rhythms on the horse which were giving access to the communication and the learning and were activating the learning centers of the brain. And once we realized this, the results have been that we've now formulated a, a kinetic learning program called movement method, which we now teach to school districts, not just for special ed, but for general ed, um, that this is really how the brain wants to learn. Okay. So we went from this sort of extraordinary, irrational journey, if you like, you know, through horses and healers and out into nature, to really identify some of the science behind what was working, and then offering this to schools, to families, and it works, and it's now in 13 countries, and we collaborate with about seven universities worldwide. So it's a very interesting mix of both the rational and the irrational.
1: The Long Ride Home is the book. Rupert Isaacson, the author, is the guest. And what is the name of this program that's available in so many places?
2: It's called Movement Method. And if people go to this website, kidsmustmove.com, it's all explained there. There's a short video, autism parents or parents of ADD, ADHD, kids, etc. Go on this website and you'll see that there are very easy downloadable tools for you to start teaching your kid through movement in your backyard, in your living room, right now. Things that really work and can be the key to unlocking the special genius of your child.
1: Kidsmustmove.com. I just saw a special report on television the other night about people afflicted with Parkinson's disease, how mm-hmm. their symptoms abate after they've been on a bicycle.
2: Very interesting, yes, M- movement and the brain are Um, completely connected. When older people begin to become less physically active, this is actually very bad. What they're supposed to do is run after grandchildren, where they're constantly moving, being physically fit, lifting, running, and of course, problem solving. How do I keep the child safe? How do I teach the child these skills, etc.? And when they stop doing this, in fact, it's very, very bad for the brain, and the brain can begin to atrophy. It's also the same in young kids. Sitting children down and making them sit still at desks does not really set the brain up for success. Most highly successful entrepreneurs are very, what we would call ADD, ADHD, um, some of them even a bit autistic. They're people who generally move around an awful lot and often got into trouble at school for right. this, that this is the, this is really the key to learning.
1: Kidsmustmove.com, that's the website, and movement is the key, but I have to back way up to the beginning. Hmm. when When your son first connected with the horse next door, there's something the horse sensed in all of this
2: there is I mean animals have a real wisdom animals are not dumb brutes, animals are keenly intelligent, otherwise they would not be ecologically successful. Um, And I think that what happened with Roe, and we've observed this with many, many kids on the spectrum with animals, is because they don't have the same ego, they don't have the same sense of, well, I am me and I am this child, and that is a horse and it's different to me. They're much more unconditional in the way that they um, approach life, and because of this, I think the animals reciprocate. So what it seems um, Rowan tapped into with Betsy was a very pure way into what we call the mammalian caregiving system. And we all have this. um, And this is why um, when he was riding her, um, he began to speak because the hip, the rhythmic hip rocking motions that the horse gives you calm the nervous system and cause your body to produce the feel-good and communication hormone oxytocin and oxytocin is part of this mammalian caregiving system if you pick up a baby you automatically start rocking it to produce oxytocin if you're feeling anxious you rock back and forth if if a friend is in is upset when you hug them you rock them etc when you dance when you sit in a rocking chair even when you make love you're, you're producing oxytocin in order to communicate and this is It's the communication that makes mammals look after each other. And it really seems that this is what was going on between Rowan and Betsy. And indeed, kids really should be surrounded by animals.
1: So much information here and so generous of you to share it. Primarily, this website is where we go, kidsmustmove.com. The book is called The Long Ride Home. And we want to follow your son too, so give us his website again.
2: Um, my son's website is com. so if you think of the word dangerous mm-hmm. put a word, put E-N on the front of it and add safaris com. it's hilariously funny, it's all about toilet humour but he's following <laughs> endangered and dangerous animals around the world so bears in Transylvania orcas off the Pacific Northwest it's really extraordinary how far he's come um, we also have a website for the book um which is the longridehomebook.com. And although you can get it off Amazon, we would love it if people got it off the longridehomebook.com because all the funds from there go directly to our foundation, the Horseboy Foundation, which gives autism services for free. Um, so if you buy through there, um, you are directly helping um, autism families, the long ride home Book dot com is the website
1: and you are directly helping autism families you know i know you you're you said uh Your son's mom is a teacher or connected to the teaching scientific world. Mm. And you obviously had time to travel Mongolia, South Africa, and Australia. Um, Not all families can do that, so.
2: Absolutely, nor do they need to. Um, So with Movement Method, we've really distilled this down to stuff you can do in your own backyard and living room. Because remember, that's where we were 95% of the time. Yes, we did these extraordinary journeys, which were amazing. But really, you know, most of the time we're at home or in the woods behind the house or in the local park. And um, there's so much you can do there. But the shamanic element is really the unconditional love and acceptance that what we don't want to be doing is trying to make these children into something they're not. We don't want to be, for example, if I said to you, hey, Casey, in 20 years, um, China's going to take over the economy of the world. So you shouldn't really be an American woman anymore. You should be a Chinese man. Right. And uh, you say to me, but I'm, Rupert, I'm very happy being, uh, anyway, that's what I am, an American woman. I say, no, no, we have surgery, we have, we have hormones, we can change you. Right. And then you might say to me, but Rupert, perhaps when that time comes, the fact that I'm an American woman might mean that I could bring something unique to the economy. And actually that turns out to be the very thing by which I make my living. And by the way, I can learn Chinese. Right. We, are, we don't want to be saying to these kids, stop being autistic. What we want to say is become really functionally autistic. Become like Dr. Temple Grandin and bring your special genius to the world and let us benefit from
1: it. Bring your special genius into the world and let us benefit from it. A great message for everyone. Now, I don't have a copy of the book, but you should look for The Long Ride Home by Rupert Isaacson. There's another called The Horse Boy and a documentary of the same name. At horseboyworld.com, you can learn the techniques for brain building and kinetic learning, movement over method. Thank you, Rupert Isaacson. Now, here in the Hudson Valley, we're lucky enough to have the Therapeutic Equestrian Center in Cold Spring doing this kind of work. We'll talk about that next.
0: This is the Health and Happiness Show with Casey on 100.7 WHUD. If you have a question or need more information about things you've heard on the show, email kcradio at gmail.com. The Health and Happiness Show, information, fun, and inspiration.
1: Ladies, you know how good it feels to catch a glimpse of your own reflection and smile back at it. Dr. David Bank at the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco can help refresh your reflection naturally. Long-lasting Thermage uses radiofrequency to strengthen your skin. Thermage can help you regain a youthful contouring of your cheekbones and jaw. It works great on stretch marks and on your legs and around your knees, too. A Fraxel laser treatment pinpoints sunspots, scars, and wrinkles and stimulates your own natural collagen. Fraxel can help change damaged skin into glowing, healthy skin. Ladies, in less time than a yoga class or a mani-pedi, you can renew and rejuvenate your skin and smile back at your reflection. Take the first step today. Call Dr. David Bank at the Center for Dermatology in Mount Kisco. Here's the number, 914-241-3003. And visit thecenterforderm.com. You'll be happy you did. Hi, it's Casey. At the heart of TEC, the therapeutic equestrian center in Cold Spring, you will find a dad whose son has autism. We'll speak to him next. First, Sonia Gudum, Vice President of the Therapeutic Equestrian Center, tells us what we'll find there.
3: So We are a therapeutic riding center that, who services individuals with special needs and disabilities using horses. So we have multiple different programs that can service the population that we are trying to reach. So we work with individuals on the horse, mounted, as well as off the horse from a, a ground program standpoint. Okay, how old are your clients? They range anywhere from four years old to our oldest that we've actually mounted has been 73, but that there is no age limit.
1: And people come to you with a prescription? They come to you because their doctor recommended it, because they heard about it? How do they come to you?
3: A little bit of everything. We have individuals that come to us. um, Their doctor has suggested that it would be a great form of therapy and therapeutic benefits, as well as individuals that just heard about us from word of mouth.
1: So let's just say you have a child on the horse what are you Uh what is the therapy there
3: When the individual is on the horse, there's many, many, many therapeutic benefits that come from actually being on a horse. Um, One of the biggest well-known benefits is the movement of the horse. So the horse mimics a three-dimensional walking gait that a human has. So when an individual is mounted on that horse who has maybe never taken a step in their life or physically can't move their body in that way, the horse will provide them with what their body needs to do. So their brain memory is able to pick up on that movement and after sessions of riding there has been proven studies out there and different stories that individuals have actually taken their first steps and have learned how to walk.
1: Fascinating stuff. Yeah so that's
3: just one of the many benefits.
1: So let's say you have a 50 year old person and their mm-hmm. therapy is off the horse what would that look like?
3: So off the horse programs we follow any gala model that's equine assisted growth and learning and that is Is an unmounted program, so you're working with a herd of horses on the ground or in an arena.
1: I'm working with a
3: herd of horses? A herd of horses. So that could be anywhere between two horses to four horses to five horses or even to one horse. It all depends on how many people. It could be a group setting. It could be a private session as well.
1: Wow. And what am I doing with this herd?
3: So individuals that would go to a psychotherapist or might be struggling with an issue or something on those lines would be appropriate for this type of program. They are placed in an arena, asked to complete some kind of activity for objective or task. And during that time with the horses and the other materials in the ring, they're experiencing life situations where they're able to then process it. During that time as well, horses become metaphors for what they're going through in life. It seems to be that This type of therapy is very fast-tracked, so someone from sitting in a traditional therapy room session talking things out, it may take months and weeks and even maybe years for them to get to a milestone, Um, whereas this form of therapy seems to have a very fast track. They're able to process things a lot quicker. Things kind of surface and come out, and they can deal with it. In
1: a lot faster way. Wow, how, how cool is that? So give me like a for instance. So I I, I have an issue. Let's say I'm afraid of... Uh, I'm going to make an issue up. Can I do mm-hmm. that? Sure. S- say I'm afraid <laughs> of... I'm afraid to speak up for myself, right? Okay. afraid to advocate for myself. So my therapist... By the way, I think I should get one. My therapist. (laughs) Everyone needs one, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I I agree. My therapist Mm -hmm. sends me to you at the Therapeutic Equestrian Center in Cold Spring, and you put me in with the horses, and you tell me to do what?
3: So um, I'll give you an example that has happened here. So we have an individual or a group of veterans that come to our organization that is struggling with PTSD. So what they're asked to do is create their first day in the military in the ring using the horses, and then they'll be asked to take the horses through that obstacle. So they're actually mapping out in the ring what it was all about. So they might set up some barrels and cones and uh, poles that they have to lead the horses through the obstacle.
1: So the barrels, the cones, the poles, do they each represent something else?
3: It's what they want them to represent. So it could be someone in their life, it could be an event that occurred, it could be any of those things. And that's what's so fascinating about this form of work, because everything in that environment and in that ring becomes a metaphor for what's going on in their life.
1: And what does the horse do, say, when a grown man or woman with PTSD comes up to a cone and has a complete emotional breakdown? I'm sure that's happened.
3: And horses are known to respond to their environment and very much tune into a human's emotions and environment and All of those things so that's why we use horses to do this form of work. A horse that would come up to an individual that might be experiencing something they might show them compassion, love, they might stand next to them to make them feel comfortable or show them some kind of comfort. And on the other instance, I've had seen where someone might be really experiencing something very intense and have anger in the way they're expressing themselves. And the horse is actually mimicking that same type of anger. So then that's where, again, that horse becomes a metaphor of what's going on in so life. The horse will start to act up? Yeah, he might paw the ground in some forceful um, way, or he might, you know, start getting a little uppity and start trotting off you know that there's all sorts of ways that uh, horses respond and use their body language to communicate right. with. Right. So,
1: them. so they're they're mimicking the emotion, or even trying right. to help
3: transmute it. Absolutely. That's exactly. They become the metaphor. It's very, very powerful stuff.
1: MyFeetTakeWings.org is the website. And I had to talk to the president of the Therapeutic Equestrian Center, John McEnroe, because I kept running into people who told me they were doing great work volunteering at TEC in Cold Spring. And I said, I have to find out what you're doing there.
4: I think what we're doing here is we're providing an opportunity for our volunteers to give back to the community, to a a challenged population. We're providing an area yeah, it is. God, it's serene, it's comforting, it's calming, and I think we're able to do things. I'm I'm a retired military officer. I think we're able to do things that help folks that have been in combat or suffered similar trauma, like a heroin overdose, an opportunity to heal.
1: So is there a therapist present at every session?
4: Certainly for, for, I think, Sonia talked about eGala. Certainly there, we have a licensed mental health professional. When we're doing something that's much more physical therapy type of work, it wouldn't Necessarily be appropriate to have a uh, a mental health professional involved in that program.
1: All right, so you have physical therapy and mental health, and what else?
4: Some of it's Purely recreational. Our target population, of course, is, is folks that are challenged. But the um, just being on the back of the horse for many is, is recreational.
1: So it's recreation, mental health, and physical therapy. That's all that's going on
4: over there. That's the- pretty much what's going on. This session, which started in March, we had a uh, a little fella he was probably five or so, absolutely terrified to get on the horse. He's he was an autistic kid. His mother absolutely pushed him to get on the horse and, and almost forced him to get, to get astride. And with this look of sheer terror, 30 minutes later, we could barely pry him out of the saddle to get him off the horse. And he was giggly and he was engaged and he was more verbal. And as a parent of an autistic, that's something that just delights the parent to see.
1: Oh, are you the parent of an autistic child?
4: I am. I, I've got a son who's a um, now in the adult program at uh, the Anderson Center for Autism in Hyde Park.
1: Where do you find these horses that do this good work?
4: There are a lot of folks that, that donate horses to us. The horses we look for tend to be a little calmer, a little older, um, a little more seasoned than um, than a young rider might want who's still in, a, um, in the show phase or in, in a hunter group or something like that. So... Many of our horses are more sedate than the average rider would be interested in, and so they often get donated to us.
1: Is there a way the public can help you? What would you like us to know in that area?
4: would like folks to know we're here. We've... Uh been a little stealthy in the past. We'd like folks to know that they're certainly welcome to come visit us and uh, see if this is a place where they'd like to volunteer. And we'd like people to know that if they've got a friend or a relative that could benefit from our services, we'd be more than happy to chat with them.
1: Retired military officer, father of an autistic child, and the strong, calm presence at the heart of the Therapeutic Equestrian Center in Cold Spring. That's John McEnroe. Visit MyFeetTakeWings.org and find out about their summer programs for all. And volunteer and participate or just go take a look. Wishing you a great adventure. Have a good week.
0: You've been listening to The Health and Happiness Show with Casey. The content of The Health and Happiness Show is intended for general information purposes only. The Health and Happiness Show is a presentation of the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco. Recapture your youthful look with Dr. David Bank. Visit TheCenterForDerm.com. You'll be happy you did. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at kcradio.com and join Casey for another edition of the Health and Happiness Show next Sunday morning on 100.7 WHUD.